Hello, this is Terry Lee, Chair of the Community Media Association. I am back again with some UK community media news for the month of July 2023. I'm delighted to be joined this time by longtime CMA councillor and director, as well as the other fantasy Premier League player from the CMA Council, Javid Sattar. Hello, Javid. Buenos dias. Hola. From, uh, as you see, I'm on, on, actually on holiday. I got dragged by Terry to be part of this lovely podcast. <laughs> yeah, where are you on holiday then? Tell us about it. Well, currently I'm on an island called Gran Canaria. I'm in the Canaries, just south of Gran Canaria in a lovely place called Amadores. Yeah, so we've got 31 degrees, lots of sun and a swimming pool. And yeah, so I'm getting tanned and I'm relaxed, but I seem to be more busy doing Ofcom stuff. That's the, the life of community radio practitioner, I'm afraid. As long as you've got a laptop, you've got internet, mm. you can be anywhere in the world. And right now, I think I'm in the best place to do all this. Yes, and, and get dragged on to the community media podcast this month. Thanks. Which is a, which is an honour honor to be part of this. Uh, because I know the VG, which is quite surprised, who happens to be in Lisbon, I hear. Yeah. He's just excuses. So uh, <laughs> if VG listens to this, VG, cut, cut. Yes. So, obrigado, obrigada, wherever you are. Brilliant. Oh, yes. Well, thank you very much for, for coming along, uh, Javid, for this. Uh, later, we'll also hear from CMA Council member Susie Stevens with some community radio news. We will also hear from our CMA member of the month and find out more about one member of the CMA team. This month, it is a reluctant member of the team, the one and only Richard Hilton. Uh, but first, some updates from the CMA itself. Uh, we're busy making plans for the Community Media Festival taking place on the 28th of October in St Martin's House in Leicester. Not a million miles away from where we held the conference a few years ago in uh, De Montfort University in Leicester. I'm not allowed to say yet who is signed up to present, but I can say with certainty that there are some interesting and perhaps some thought-provoking speakers lined up. And uh, lots of room for success stories to be shared, plus the next round of Community Media Champions will be announced throughout the day as well. Uh, the last festival event was held here, where I am, in Luton, rather than Gran Canaria. Uh, but where you were at Luton, which is different to Gran Canaria, uh, back in May last year, Javid, what do you remember from the event? Luton's a lovely place. I think it was the second time we'd been there, Terry. Yep, yep, it was. And I remember the first time uh, we were able to stay at the student residence, which was quite good. Second run round, I think we stayed in some accommodation. Sure. I can't remember where. But no, uh, my role within the council and at all these festivals tends to be, I'm usually the meet and greet face of CMA. So I, along with sometimes Terry, uh, we used to do the, the front desk, uh, hand out the bags, do the registration, and meet regular faces. What would we say? Family, family or community radio. Yes. Yes. So yeah, and like I say, the the university is a lovely place, uh, wonderful people. Mm. Um, there's always things to do uh, in the island, and it's a, it's, a, it's a nice location. Last year, we um, we launched the event with the uh, Dole Drummers, if you remember that, making yeah, the record. Yeah. All the happily came down, they were, uh, I mean, video with the top mode of this, they were actually part of his uh, team. Mm. And uh, so it was a really, really good honor for them to kind of bring everybody in with the Dole sounds, you know, the sounds of, uh, of Leicester. Uh, come in through and get the whole thing started really, really good. Yeah, I wonder if we'll have something. Which is something that I think we're looking forward to because this year we will be in Leicester. 
Yeah, he's going to say, I wonder if it, there'll be some equivalent to that the, this year in Leicester. We'll see. Javid, in the CMA newsletter this month, in my introduction, I referred to going along to the PPL AGM in London last month. I'm not joking. I felt like I was at Google's AGM or some other sort of cool, slick company. The room was full of artists and music labels and generally cool young things. Uh, nothing like the events I'm used to uh, at university with uh, academics <laughs> and interesting folk like that. Uh, there were management people from Harry Styles' team and Ed Sheeran's team receiving awards on behalf of their clients. And the whole thing was really well produced and I, I actually quite enjoyed being there. Um, we've had a few meetings, the CMA, with people from PPL and PRS online recently. But at this AGM, I got to speak face-to-face with Jez Bell, the Chief Licensing Officer at PPL, to talk a little bit about how community radio stations are struggling with costs at the moment. And I highlighted just how significant the price of the joint performing rights licence fees were to stations like ours. And I know lots of our members, you know, were quite unhappy with the fact that they went up a lot this year. Jez was sympathetic, and we're organising a follow-up chat soon. So uh, it's likely we'll have someone from PPL coming along to our festival in October too. That's to be confirmed, but uh, but the, the, the signs are good. I know there are lots of people from community radio who are talking online about how unhappy they are with rising fees. And, you know, the CMA are unhappy about it too. I'm hoping that we can use what we have in common, which you know is the music, to find a mutually beneficial way to improve things. Uh, which leads me to ask you, Javid, are you a music buff? And uh, have you ever been a head of music at a station or, or do you have like a music policy at the radio stations you've been involved in? I think I'm fortunate with the stations that I'm involved in that uh, we did have a music policy. So we can kind of dictate the style of music that would be within the station. Mm. However, I think it's changing. Uh, when you get your license 20 years ago and you come 20 years later, the music slightly changes. We, we did have an interesting challenge at my station at Waz FM in Glasgow where we said from the, predominantly we would play music from the Indian subcontinent. However, we had young people who wanted to play music that was by UK-based artists, and there was a lot of cross-synergy. And so that came to a point where we had to readdress our music policy and saying, well, we can play music. Anybody from the Indian subcontinent, regardless whether it's in the mother language of the station or of the country, i.e. Pakistan, India, etc. And so we had UK-based artists who are Asian, etc. And so so that was probably the most challenging time that we ever had. I do know that I'm part of a couple of stations where the station policy is that we need to play local music. And so people define what is local. Uh, is, is local the time that you live in or is it local in terms of Sunny Govern, uh, one of the stations that I'm, I'm involved in? They define local as anybody who's in Scotland, regardless whether you are a new artist or whether you are an established artist. So local define their category as Scotland overall. I guess that probably would be the same in Wales. I don't know how England would be because I think that England's got a great music scene, Liverpool and Manchester, etc., and London. Yeah, well, that's good. Some good. Uh, I mean, interesting to hear how how different stations are doing that you're involved in, and and also. Um, perhaps there's a whole other episode of the podcast that we could devote to how local should local be. Perhaps we'll, we'll let the BBC local radio stations have uh, that conversation, he says, uh, ducking for cover. I 
just wanted to, to talk about one last thing that I wrote about in the newsletter, and, and that is, you know, the fact that the CMA are congratulating the appointment of Aradna Tail Leach, who has been announced as the Radio Academy's new managing director. Um, Aradna has worn many hats. You might know her as the director of Radio TechCon, the UK's audio and radio technology conference. Uh, but the fact is that now she's in the Radio Academy role, the CMA members that's uh, you listening, many of you, are affiliate members of the Radio Academy and they put on loads of fantastic events. And uh, to activate your affiliate membership, if you haven't already, you can email office at communitymedia.uk. They do things face-to-face and and online, the Radio Academy. Really good good events and organisation. Ever ever been to any of their events, Javid? I I have been to a Scotland one, yes. There was an event in Edinburgh which I did go to. Uh, it was nice. Different, but it was nice. Different, but nice. <laughs> Good. Javid, before we go any further, I think it's time we heard from some friends down in Kent. Uh, this month's CMA Member of the Month. Hi, I'm Julie Nichols, and I'm from Ship FM 92.2 on the Isle of Sheppey, Kent. Our radio station's target community is local disadvantaged people of all ages that need physical or mental health support, backed up by our charity Sheppey Matters Wellbeing Projects. One of the most recent examples of, of our success was a visit from His Royal Highness Prince Charles and Camilla, prior to him becoming our King, when he talked to our youth presenters about their environmental projects, and then also receiving the Princess Royal Training Award for our Arts Award Programme, and a special certificate of commendation one of only six across the whole of the UK. One of the biggest challenges for us in the next year is to keep up with the rising costs of living, which also affects local potential businesses considering taking out advertising with us. By this time next year, I hope that Sheppey FM will have a new extension to our building, specifically for training purposes, enabling us to accommodate more students and thus increasing our training revenue. If you're interested in being our member of the month, like Julie from Sheppey FM was, you can email office at communitymedia.uk. We'd love to give you a one-minute platform on a future episode. Uh, There's loads more community media news to share, so let's hear from our fellow CMA Council member, Susie Stevens. Radio Club at All FM helps aspiring presenters find their voice. Extraordinary young stars shine brightly at All FM 96.9, a community radio station nestled in Levenshoom. Their vibrant opinions, delightful humour, dreams for the future and heartfelt concerns are making a lasting impact in Manchester, the North West and even reaching a global audience. Thanks to the dedicated guidance and support from All FM's Radio Club. Every week, these budding talents have a safe haven where they are challenged to embrace new experiences. The children are in years 8 to 11 and are meticulously trained to develop their radio and broadcasting skills. Once their training is complete, they have the opportunity to join the schedule and become regular volunteer presenters a prospect that fills these youngsters with excitement. New studios for Basingstoke Community Radio. Basingstoke Community Radio is relocating to newly renovated studios, which consist of a main on-air studio, a production studio, offices and a meeting room. 
David Chatton-Smith, the chairman of Basingstoke Community Radio, expressed his enthusiasm for the station's new home and state-of-the-art studio facilities, emphasising that it will allow them to enhance their service for listeners in Basingstoke and the surrounding areas. After the loss of their local radio service in September 2020 due to a takeover and nationalisation, the aim is for Basingstoke Community Radio to fill the void and restore a community-focused broadcasting platform. Basingstoke Community Radio is accessible through the newly launched Basingstoke DAB Multiplex, available online and through smart devices. Listeners are advised to re-scan their devices to find the community radio station, along with any other currently unavailable stations. Suffolk Sound launches in Felixstowe. Suffolk Sound, a new online music service based in Felixstowe, will specialise in playing music from the 70s, 80s and 90s. The station, which will be overseen by a board of trustees from Suffolk, is scheduled to launch in July and will feature well-known presenters from the region. Rob Dunger, a co-founder and respected presenter, expressed his enthusiasm for the prospects that Suffolk Sound will bring, emphasising the vibrant community engagement and resilience in the area. Above all, the founders emphasise that Suffolk Sound will be an enjoyable, fresh and focused platform that celebrates everything wonderful about the county. Big grins for Cheshire's Cat Extra as they launch on DAB. Cat Extra, the sister station of The Cat, has commenced broadcasting on small-scale DAB in South Cheshire. Initially conceived as a project to engage younger individuals in radio, Cat Extra has evolved into a full-time station that caters to younger audiences. Collaborating with local college students, community radio volunteers, creatives and musicians, Cat Extra aims to primarily feature new and recently released music. The daytime playlist will be influenced by popular artists on streaming platforms and songs that gain traction on platforms like TikTok and online media. The station will also offer genre-focused shows in the evenings covering hip-hop, rap, dance and electronic, rock, chill and mood music. What's a fifth birthday without the juice box? Juice, a community radio station based in Belfast, is celebrating its fifth anniversary and the extension of its broadcasting licence with the launch of a pop-up booth called the Juice Box. Located at Trade Market on Belfast Dublin Road, the pop-up space aims to foster community engagement and showcase local talent. Chief Executive Shane Pearce described it as a vibrant space dedicated to these purposes. Juice, which specialises in dance music, was established in 2018 and the UK communications regulator Ofcom has now extended its radio licence for an additional five years. The pop-up booth is expected to remain open at Trade Market for the foreseeable future and those interested in getting involved with Juice can find more information on their website, juiceonair.com. Dave Nicholson celebrates 50 years of service at Radio Tyneside. A special celebration has been arranged to honour Dave Nicholson for his remarkable 50 years of service at Radio Tyneside. Dave first joined the hospital and community radio station in Newcastle-upon-Tyne in 1973 after a chance encounter with the late Mike Neville, who was the president at the time. 
Starting as a presenter, Dave eventually became the station manager. Throughout his tenure, Radio Tyneside has experienced significant growth and achieved numerous accolades, including the prestigious Queen's Award for Voluntary Service, which was presented to Dave by Prince Edward, Duke of Edinburgh. In recognition of his contributions, Dave himself has been honoured with several awards, including a Lifetime Achievement Accolade from the Radio Academy and the National Hospital Broadcasting Association. In 1997, Newcastle City Council presented him with the Lord Mayor 800 Award. While volunteering at Radio Tyneside, Dave also worked full-time for 27 years with the Department of Employment and received an MBE from the Queen upon his retirement in 1997 for his services to the department. Last year, he was further recognised for his dedication to Radio Tyneside with an OBE from King Charles. During a party for Dave to mark the 50th anniversary, Newcastle-upon-Tyne Hospitals Charity made a generous donation of £50,000 to support the station's transition to digital broadcasting. 24-hour Radiothon raises money for running costs at Apple FM. Steve Westwood and Greg Perkins successfully completed a marathon record spin, raising over £1,000 to support the running costs of Apple FM. The endeavour began at 8am on Monday, May the 29th and continued until 8am the following day. Steve manned the desk for 12 hours while Greg took over the remaining half of the day. The funds raised through sponsorship will contribute to the station's operational expenses. Originally established as Taunton Hospital Radio in 1969, the station evolved into Apple AM in 2004 and eventually Apple FM in 2013. Radio West Fife could close without funding. Radio West Fife, initially established as a hospital radio station, has served as a community channel for the region for the past 13 years. The station relies on funding from various sources, including donations, fundraising, advertising and sponsorship. However, the station has encountered difficulties in sustaining its operations due to the impact of pandemic restrictions on in-person events. Alan Brown, a representative of Radio West Fife, acknowledged the challenges faced over the past few years with pandemic restrictions affecting traditional fundraising events and a rise in living costs. The station's income has declined while expenses have increased. Without a significant cash injection, Radio West Fife faces the unfortunate prospect of closure, depriving the city of Dunfermline of its only locally based radio station and the community of a valuable asset. Chaos arrives in Cornwall. Radio St Austell Bay, based in Cornwall, has announced a new partnership with a local group and will be relaunched as Chaos Radio. The station aims to continue offering a diverse range of programming, including feel-good music, national and local news bulletins, talk shows, community events and live broadcasts from various locations. Station manager Bob Wilde expressed enthusiasm for the relaunch, emphasising the team's efforts to secure the station's future and uphold its mission of representing the people of St Austell. He highlighted the alignment of values between Chaos Radio and the Chaos Group, which shares a commitment to serving the community.
As of Monday, June 26th, Chaos Radio is available on 105.6 FM in St Austell, as well as through online platforms. Nathan Hunkin, the Director of Digital and Innovation for the Chaos Group, expressed excitement about bringing Chaos Radio to the airwaves. He explained that Chaos stands for Community Helping All of Society. And by partnering with Radio St Austell Bay, they aim to make a positive impact on the local community and showcase its strengths. Both Radio St Austell Bay and the Chaos Group operate as non-profit organisations, further emphasising their shared focus on serving the community. So, Javid, there were loads of stories there, all taken from our monthly CMA newsletter. Our members can be sent that for free, so check your inboxes and your junk mail if it's not in your inbox. A story to mention again is that of Dave Nicholson, who is celebrating 50 years at Radio Tyneside. That's amazing. I don't know Dave, but his story sounds really inspiring. And also the station that he's working at, Radio Tyneside, has been donated £50,000 by Newcastle-upon-Tyne Hospitals Charity to make upgrades ahead of their transition to DAB, as uh, Radio Tyneside, one of those community and hospital radio stations. I mean, that's brilliant stuff, £50,000. Javid, did you ever get involved in a hospital radio setup? I remember right in the early days as a teenager, there used to be a hospital radio just round the corner from where I lived. And I thought, oh, this is this is quite interesting. And that's probably one of the reasons why maybe I got my interest into radio. Mm. But I never really got on air. So I ended up just doing my mobile disco stuff and find my own way into, into radio. But recently, uh, because I deliver a radio skills training course as part of my job, we actually had a couple of students who came from hospital radio background and uh, they completed the course, etc. I was in touch with uh, the local hospital radio team. And uh, one of them happens to be uh, Niall Anderson, who's quite high up within hospital radio within Scotland, Glasgow. And uh, we've had a meeting and I've decided uh, that on behalf of the CMA, how can hospital radio and community radio work together? So we've got something planned maybe to start for the summer holidays uh, and see how we can, both organisations, come together, especially with the, the CMA celebrating 40 years. It would be good uh, for hospital radio to be involved and be seen because a lot of the work that hospital radio does is very much on par with what when the media promotes and what community radio is actually all, all about. Yeah, I, I agree. That sounds like a, a natural connection to make. Brilliant. That's that's promising. There was also a story in Susie's Roundup about the youth project at All FM 96.9 in Levenshulm uh, near Manchester. I visited that station and it must have been around 13 years ago or so as part of the Euronet project, which was the EU radio network. Oh, remember those days, feel so long ago. Um, but I really do think community radio has a massive role to play in improving life chances of, of young people. And Javid, like me, you regularly work with young people on radio projects too, don't you? I, I do. Uh, but I just want to say a big shout out to uh, All FM because I remember in the early years we've actually had a council meeting at All FM. So it's nice when, 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 when council goes around to uh, certain community radio stations and all, all FM was one of them. So they've got a good team of people. It was a long time ago uh, and I know the team really, really well. And so fantastic. But yes, 
I, I remember when community radio was coming about, it was pilot radio. Uh, and then we actually had uh, Takeover Radio in Leicester, uh-huh. who were managed by elders, but everybody who did programming was all young people. And I, t- I found it really, really fascinating. And we're talking about over 20 years ago when we had this initial meeting. And I thought, wow, absolutely, absolutely amazing. We now come 20 years later, and we are like the old, we say anoraks mm. of radio, and we're only getting older. And But the future is actually within young people. And I remember a few years ago, Community Media Festival focused on young people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, and I believe the Community Media Association is making strides to link in with a lot of the organizations within colleges uh, because that's where we see new, young, diverse individuals getting involved in Community Radio, not just your usual anoraks or, or people who, who music because there's lots of stuff within community radio and community media as such who especially with using social media as a platform you know community radio was yes it's still it's still a radio station but there's so many different avenues of of of, of community radio and you know using social media to the best of abilities is fantastic and so the young people i work with tends to be apart from young people who are generally being very very young Certain the young people, you know, I do ask them, so do you listen to radio? And they all say no. I go, do you listen to your favorite artist? Yes. I do you listen to it? I listen to it on my phone. Yeah. So radio may not be the radio that we're used to, but in terms of how radio reach how how content reaches out, it reaches on multiple devices. So I think it's getting young people involved in the process of making content. Yeah. Yeah. I think that is really, really important. I think that's where the community radio and community media association becomes a big player of uh, kind of uh, molding the next generation uh, and getting people of young people, get young young generation, uh, you know, young people more involved in creating content and having that content aired, whether it's on community radio or it's on social media devices. Mm. You know, but getting involved in your local community radio station is a big big thing. I think for for me anyway, and I think for community media association. Yeah, yeah, and obviously all the benefits that being a part of a, a radio station and, and making that content can give you personally, both for your, your confidence and your communication skills, for sure. Javid, before we wrap up, let's hear from one of the team as we meet the CMA. Hello, my name's Richard Hilton, and I'm a council member for the CMA. I'm also the treasurer of the CMA. I'm not actually involved in any particular radio station, though Riverside is one of my local radio stations. I've never actually been involved in a particular radio station, just involved in community radio and community media itself. One of my radio heroes is Charlie Gillett, who used to be on Radio London, and that was because he did not sound like a disc jockey and there were a lot of disc jockeys at that time and he also had an impeccable taste in music well it was music i liked so he was one of my real radio heroes first time i saw myself on the tv i realized i don't have the face for tv and the first time i heard myself on the radio i realized that i don't have the voice for radio so i try and avoid being on air as much as possible hence why i'm not particularly enjoying doing this Interesting fact, as you may be aware, Wimbledon tennis is on at the moment and if you travel by public transport as opposed to a chauffeur-driven car, you go to Southfield's tube station and then you walk up to the tennis and you walk right past my house. 
So we've had interesting times for two weeks with people walking past at six o'clock in the morning and walking back at midnight. They tend to be sober in the morning and less sober in the evening. Javid, I'll put you on the spot. Tell the listener something about Richard Hilton that they wouldn't know already. He lost his rugby. Really? I'm not sure I knew that. Well, I, I know because every time I, I, I come down from Scotland and I always come down to London and every time there's a Scotland-England match on, preferably rugby, he always likes to make sure he rubs it in for me. Richard, uh, everybody sees him. He's always with us at the festivals. And uh, if, if he's not around me at the front front door, he's always really close by. Uh, and uh, he's, a, he's an excellent individual. You know, I mean, I can't thank him uh, on behalf of the council, how valuable uh, Richard is uh, to us. Uh, he's been through sick and thin, and he's been there as long as I have, if not longer, actually, to be honest. Um, the individual. Yeah, and... Uh, and Yeah, so it was interesting to hear his lovely one minute. It's rare to get him recorded on, uh, recorded on anything, to be honest, so uh, thank you, Richard, uh, for that. So that's about all we've got time for in this episode of the Community Media Podcast. Thanks for your time today, Javid, and, and send my regards to uh, Gran Canaria. The sun is always shining. Coming up for the summer holidays, hopefully everybody in Community Radio will have a fantastic holiday, and the festival is in October, so please do sign up and do become involved and uh, bring someone along. Yeah, well said. I don't have any idea of what Community Radio or the Media Festival is. Uh, absolutely in lots and lots of different things. and we would always welcome as well further thoughts and feedback from our members on what they'd like to hear on this the CMA's podcast you can email office at communitymedia.uk and uh, please subscribe if you haven't already for the latest news about UK Community Radio uh, and the CMA this podcast was presented by Terry Lee Javid Sattar and Susie Stevens, and it was produced by Terry Lee at the University of Bedfordshire 